How are you going? That's right, it's NBA Australia. It is Monday, November 8th. Oh, jeez, man, just another Monday. Is it a manic Monday? You don't like Mondays? I don't know, whatever. What are you, Garfield? I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes, Rolling Stone. Triple J, whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios. No longer lockdown as of tomorrow, you little ripper. Hashtag Freedom Day. Hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. It is all happening. It is all happening. Uh, we're here repping Australia a bit. That's what we do, isn't it? Yes, it is, Jimmy. And we don't take things too seriously around here. No, we don't, do we? No. We leave that for the nerds. If you're after real serious stuff, that's the nerd stuff. We're here to remember that NBA is about entertainment and basketball. And we fucking love it. Uh, right. News from the weekend, another boss is in trouble, more Ben Simmons stuff, and Luke Doncic is a golden god. Uh, huge weekend to wrap up for you. All the games wrapped in the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got weekend winners and losers. We've got That's Not a Knife. Old mate, no mate, spider the night. Better than Lonzo Ball, dickhead of the weekend. We've got Yeah Nas. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got Outback Takehouse, where we're serving up a fine girl take. There's a uh, Andrew Gay's Great Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence, the Australian Player Watch. And I'll tell you what, an awesome day tomorrow for the NBA Australia game previews and the picks. Gosh, there's some good ones. That's awesome. We're going to finish up with a Josh Giddy positive reviews for positive people. Love that one. And uh, let's get to it. Episode 693 of NBA Australia. Let's go. Alright, support for NBA Stray is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Because Manscaped offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Oh, yes! Manscaped just launched the fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. You heard that right, the 4 point. Oh, my God, this is a good trimmer. <laughs> but seriously, it's almost Christmas, so join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Seriously, I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0. I was blown away by it. I love it. The craftsmanship, it's just really quality. It feels great and using it is an absolute cinch. The best part is there's no cinching. There's no nicks. Woo! Ceramic blades, advanced skin safe technology. Look after your boys the way they deserve to be. With Manscaped. I'll tell you what, no nicks. It's awesome. But they've also got the light. I absolutely adore the light. Just see what you're doing down there. <laughs> but also, you've got the trim guard links. You've got a bunch of other stuff. Wireless charging. But basically, it comes down to the simple idea that if you've been shaving your junk with your face shaver and then using it again on your face, that's fucking gross. What are you doing? Come on, mate. Don't put pubes in your mouth. It's disgusting. So it's time to get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer with Manscaped. The cool thing is, it's just not about your junk. But at the same time, you're doing yourself and anyone who goes near your junk a favor with Manscaped. But there's other options out there. So go check it out. And when you buy something, just bang in the code STRAYER. You get 20% off and free shipping. Make me time the best time. You get some nice smooth boyos as well. Your balls will thank you and so will everybody else who gets near them. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. Unlock your confidence 
and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. I mean, if you're Reebok or anybody else who uh, charges a lot of money for shoes, nice video about Shaq and his Shaq brand back in the olden days. Making affordable shoes for folks, still doing it. It's like the Andrew Gaze model, love that. Uh, also pretty funny that uh, Shaq's all, hey man, I'm just out here trying to look after the kids. Smash cut to him, uh, you know, <laughs> pretty on board with uh, gambling ads. Anyway, let's get to uh, today's show, the way we start every show here at NBA Show with the Daily. Whip around Ben Simmons, oh, he's out here losing money again. Yep, that's the latest on Big Simmo, Ben Simmons, a.k.a. Box Hill Benny, a.k.a. Benny the Bricky. His 360k game salaries are going back down the tube, back in escrow. If you want this money back, Benny, you better come and rock up to work, bro, and actually do stuff. So he got fined for uh, missing the Detroit game. We're going to see about the uh, Chicago game pretty soon, I guess. And they plan to continue fining him until he cooperates with uh, team physicians on his mental health and fulfills other basketball-related obligations. So this all breaks down. So we talked about this on uh, at the end of last week, right? So the news was broken by the Sixers, that Simo was uh, not working with their team physicians or at least giving them literally, seemingly, any sort of word about what was going on with um, the doctors that he was working with the, or at least the mental health professionals, etc., that he was working with through the National Basketball Players Association. Uh, basically, they were being kept out of the entire process, which, when it comes to mental health, sure, that's fine. You can keep it behind your thing, but at least... I think you should be having your doctor communicating to your employer just what it is you're trying to institute, what you're trying to work on. You know, at least setting up some framework and letting them know that this is what we're doing. You don't have to show the results, whatever, but you at least have to show, tell them what the fuck's happening, at least a little bit. And uh, the Sixers have just very clearly gone, look, you're taking the piss. Fuck you. We're going to find you. Boom. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of days because obviously being Monday here in Australia, Sunday back in the States, no doubt something will again be leaked tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, probably from the Simmons camp, no doubt, about uh, the strain that it's being put, that he's being put under, all that sort of good stuff. So just keep an eye out and, uh, geez, we'll find out about that Chicago game as well. Very interesting. At least Kyrie's keeping his fucking head down. Ah, latest. This guy's also a shithead. Accusations just dropped. Now it's uh, Portland Presidente of Basketball Ops, Neil O'Shea. So a whole bunch of, uh, apparently the Blazers have brought in a uh, legal firm to look at some matters and accusations of workplace fuckheadery, a.k.a. creating a toxic, hostile work environment. Always uh, not great. So this is straight after the Robert Sarver stuff last week for the Suns, and uh, it was written by Chris Haynes, so I don't know, take it with a grain of salt that Dame didn't leak this. <laughs> uh, but staff members, are, look, they've basically gone, yeah, we've been intimidated, we've caught profoundly laced tirades, other bullying tactics, and it does make me, uh, I'm very, 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 very cognizant 
of shitty workplaces. Having worked in a couple myself, I was a bartender for fucking years, for fuck's sake. You want shitty behavior. <laughs> Just work for literally anybody who owns a bar for the most part. Um, by the same token, it fucking sucks. So anything like that should be taken pretty goddamn seriously because you know what's not hard? Creating a good working environment. Because I remember going from one major job that I had to another and literally it was like a fucking lost puppy. And he's like, wow, is this how you guys treat people here? This is amazing. I was just fucking over the moon about it. It was incredible. And uh, so anytime like you see the Sun stuff or the uh, Portland stuff, people are like, oh, geez, harden up. It's like, I don't know. If you're like routinely ruining people's fucking work lives day in, day out and making their lives miserable, then you're a cat. Like, that's fucked. So, interested to see what comes out of this. Um, the worst bit in the Haynes article was just a really sad little moment as well, um, where Haynes says, along with the allegations against O'Shea, the staff members have also expressed concern about the potential mishandling of the response to the death of a former video coordinator and player development coach, Zach Cooper, in uh, April 2020. The Blazers announced Cooper died unexpectedly at age 32, but no details released. Yeah, I mean... Who knows like, what the story is behind there, but there's obviously more to it, and that fucking sucks, so prayers up to all of them. Anyway, uh, fascinating to see what the Blazers come up with here, and uh, very interested to get our man PDX Pete and his very Portland-specific take, because Olshay's not exactly beloved in the Blazers fan base. Uh, he did go and blame not the roster, so it was very clearly the coach last year, and again, the start of this year, still shitty on D. Still pretty amazing on offense, even with Dame struggling, but... Oh, you can't blame the roster that I put together. Please don't fire me, he says. Anyway, uh, and the last little bit of news, Anthony Davis... Oh, well, there was also a couple of little things. Um, the LeBron abdominal oblique injury, whatever it might be, there there were some weird rumblings about, oh, it's about a week, maybe. And then uh, the athletic came out and said, oh, it could be four to six weeks if we speak to this guy. And the guy's like... Yeah, well, I don't know what it could be, but those sorts of injuries, depending on the grade, are differing. And the athletic, four to six weeks! Jeez, send it down. Uh, another Laker, Anthony Davis, had the spews and uh, had to gave a, gave a bit of a shot there against Portland and couldn't deal with it. And uh, having just, what, two weeks ago, just got some pretty fucking brutal gastro or food poisoning or whatever it was, I can't believe Anthony Davis got out there on the court. <laughs> Good on him. All right, let's fly through some game wraps and get into the weekend. We uh, weekend winners and losers, shall we? Yes, we should, Jimmy. Yeah, you're you're bloody right there. Let's do it. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. The game wraps from the weekend Saturday. The Brooklyn Nets snuck by the Detroit Basketball Pistons, ninety six ninety KD. He is on fire at the moment. Had a really good one against Toronto today as well. San Antonio beat the pants off of Orlando, 102-89. This was a good one, actually. DeJunte Murray versus Cole Anthony. Memphis got their ass handed to them um, by Washington in Washington, 115-87. My buddy Pat was at this game. Uh, Triple J, he just stinks, apparently. Old Jaron Jackson Jr. The team went 6-31 from three. Triple J went 4-14 and went 1-6 from three. According to Pat, not one of them looked like it was ever going to go in. A uh, very balanced Washington attack, though, and they smashed him. So, good win there for the Wiz. Cleveland! Cleveland! Beat Toronto! Cleveland! 
You're right. That's just amazing, Kawhi. <laughs> it's so weird to think that Kawhi's just somewhere, right? He's not playing. You just barely ever see him. You never hear him in the crumb, and he's just, like, getting paid an absolute fuck ton of money. Anyway, uh, Raps led by 15, but the Cavs, look, despite the sex man stinking it up, he shit, well, 4 of 17, I think, in that game. Garland. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, went off in the second half, drove the Raps into... Drove into the Raps D right at the end of the game. Gets the go-ahead free throws. VOG and Anobi misses the game winner. Scotty Barnes actually just missed the tip in as well. Mobley was awesome. This was a great game. On your caps. They're coming out of nowhere. Talk about them again in a second. The Knickerbockers of New York City went into Milwaukee. I heard it's Gonquin for the good land. It was not the good land. 113.98. The Knicks win. Unbelievable scenes. This game was absolutely bonkers, right? So we go 38-19 in the first quarter for the Bucks, and they get outscored 94-60. The rest of the game, it was insane. They smushed them in the second half. Uh, Julius was huge. D-Rose had 23. The Knicks had to feel pretty good about themselves after this one. And the Bucks, look, we'll talk about them later in the uh, weekend, winners and losers, but yeah, not great. Uh, the Clippers, they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. Gross! 104-84. Jeez, Jimmy, the Clippers must have been smashing them. Nope, they were losing by 20 and ended up booting them by 20, where Paul George went 4 of 20. Oh, nice one, bro, 4-20. Absolutely wild. Minnesota should be fired into the sun. The Pelicans got their ass handed to them by the Golden State Warriors, 126-85. Gross scenes there for that rabble out of New Orleans. Portland snuck by Indy, 110-106. CJ McCollum stepping up big time in that one. And Charlotte got absolutely obliterated by Sacramento. They got straight killed to the tune of 30 points. So he got straight killed. 141-10. Absolutely crazy and hilarious. Charlotte. Ugh, they're going to bump up again later. Denver sneak by. This is Sunday's games. Uh, Denver sneak by Houston, 95-94. Unbelievable sequence at the end with the Joker. Blocking Jayshon Tate's attempted game winner. Seven zip run, I believe it was, by the Nugs to finish. Something like that. Six zip at least. It was two Aaron Gordon three. No, it was six zip. Two Aaron Gordon threes to finish it off. Absolutely crazy. Huge block by Joker in the final possession. Denver sneak out of that one with a win. Utah Miami played an absolute belter because, look, Utah were getting their ass handed to them in Miami. 118, 115, they end up losing. But Miami led by 19 points with five minutes to go. 19, they nearly blew it. It was absolutely crazy. Utah, just, they found their range. Conley and Mitchell got cooking. They just nearly outground Miami into the ground. Just with execution, time management. Donnie had 37, old Donnie Mitchell. But he airballs the game tire. No good. Crazy scenes. Good win for Miami. Just holding on out of nowhere. Utah cooked it. Chicago, they lost to Philly because that's just what happens. You got him beated. Lonzo nearly died as Embiid just sort of swung around uh, celebrating a call and nearly straight on cold cocked Lonzo, which would have been one of the more terrifying things that Lonzo's ever seen. But at the same time, his dad's LeVar ball. So that's probably not even cracking the top 150 at this point. But still, his entire life and brand flashed before his eyes. 114 Philly win this one over Chicago in Chicago. We'll talk about that later. Philly are terrifying. Dallas, Luka Magic, 107-104 winners over the Boston Celtics thanks to Luka Doncic's game-winning buzzer-beating three in a game that Dallas nearly blew. <laughs> it's the classic. 
<laughs> it was a fun-ass game, though. God damn, it was rollicking. Boston looked like they had this, and then they didn't. Uh, Phoenix, hold on against Atlanta. This was a really fun game, too. 121-117. Atlanta just couldn't get over the hump. It was weird. Phoenix just hold on. Uh, and then Portland kicked the absolute shit out of the Lakers in Portland. 105-90. Just gross scenes from the Lakers. Rusty's going to pop up again in a second as well. Brooklyn beat the Toronto Raptors up in Toronto. KD was awesome. 31 for him. Harden had 16 of his 28 in the fourth quarter. They win 116-103. KD, I believe his first trip back to Toronto since doing his Achilles. Yeesh. Mentions it. He's like, yeah, at least it's nice he had to win this time and not, you know, nearly fucking finish my career. Jesus. Ah, uh, Cleveland. What? Hang on a second. Cleveland! Back-to-back wins. This time they go into New York and kick the shit out of the Knicks. What? 126-109. Holy shit. Another holy shit moment. The magic. The Orlando magic. The Orlando magic, Jimmy? Yes. 107-100 winners over the Utah Jazz. Holy shit. And another holy shit moment. The Washington Wizards. Holy crapping shit. 101 winners over the Bucks. I don't know if it's our gonk for the good land anymore. Milwaukee, 94-101. They lose to the Wiz. Hilarious. Indy sneaked by Sacramento, 94-91. Miles Turner had himself a day. Big uh, run of blocks there. The Thunder. They just love, 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 love to get down double figures and come storming back. They've won two on the trot now. They beat the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. 99-94. Unbelievable. The, yeah, uh, oh, we've already talked about the as The Warriors. They beat the piss out of the uh, Rockets, 120-107. Jordan Poole went off. And the Clippers. Charlotte, what are you doing, mate? 106, they lose to the Clippers, 120. Giving up a 22-to-zip run at the end of the fourth. Oh, jeez. What a weekend. What a weekend. Let's do some weekend winners and losers. Oh, my God. I won. I won. Ah! Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, Kent Brockman. Can we get a shot of me? There you go. go. In other news, uh, tragic mix-up today in Cleveland. Many people killed. Uh, Well, yeah, if it's, you know, the opposition, because Cleveland are just absolutely smashing dudes at the moment. They are actually one of the weekend winners. Cleveland! Yeah. They've won those on the, uh, the weekend on the trot. Uh, two games on the trot, on the road, which is crazy, Toronto and New York. But holy shit. Ricky Tiki Tata, Rupee, oh, 37 and 10. And a huge winner over the Knicks. The Cavs are 7 and 4. And they look funky. The thing is, they lose the sex man, Colin Sexton, today with a knee injury. Uh, and so Rubio goes absolutely fucking off. Hits eight threes. It's absolutely crazy. Sex man bumps his knee with Jared Allen. Uh, they're going to get it checked out tomorrow. He felt something a bit off. Who knows? This could be an interesting sort of moment for the Cavs. Like maybe Rubio and Garland together just sings a little bit more than the Sex Man and Garland. Dunno, but wow. The Cavs are firing on all cylinders. Mobley is absolutely crushing it. He was awesome today. He was awesome in both these games, and just his presence alone is just having like huge impacts on some of these games. He went 11 and 15 today. He had 26, 9 and 4. That's absolutely crazy. Jared Allen at 18 and 17. Like, it was incredible. What a game. Oh, man. It was just such a wild, fun ride. Like, the Cavs, if you're not watching them, you're an idiot. 
and uh, do yourself a favor and watch some more calves. Like, it kind of sucks. Like, the sex man, the sex land backcourt of Sexton and Garland, like, it did just, like, give it a fire and fury that was really fun. But the Allen and Mobley combo is way better than you should ever expect, and I'm loving it. So the thing is, the Knicks were weekend winners until they basically, because they beat Milwaukee very handily, and it was a big win for the Knicks. And then they turn around and lose to the Cavs, which is hilarious. So the Knicks suddenly, instead of being 7-3, and three, they lose at home to the Cavs. They're 6-4, and four, and they probably still sneak on to the weekend winners because of the Milwaukee win being... I don't know, a little bit better than the, uh, the you know, it wasn't as bad as the uh, loss to the Cavs. So good on them. The Knicks and the Cavs, both the weekend winners. Brooklyn, five on the trot. It's going to be okay, Brooklyn. It's going to be okay. That's right. Fat man hoop, Brooklyn fan. That's right, James Harden's back. He's feeling it. I love it. Who wouldn't want to, like, you know, get paid millions of dollars to work themselves back into shape on company time? It's some definite shack shit. I hurt myself on company time, says James Harden. I'm going to spend the entire offseason resting my hammy by sitting in strippers all offseason. Oh, now I better start running, eh? Oh, the season started. Fuck, all right. Better better get some shots up as well. <laughs> but Brooklyn are looking good. Uh, a couple of very handy wins for them. It was like a uh, one, of, one of the great moments for Brooklyn was when they realized... Uh, this stretch of their schedule was about to hit. And so they get a Pacers team that's just all over the shop. They get to play the Pistons twice. The Hawks in there, a weird up-and-down Raptors team as well on the road. So they're looking good, feeling good. The Mavs! Oh, speaking of uh, good wins, that win over Boston was just absolutely wildly incredible. Like the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. Nice of him to step up and show up in that one too. But look. Luke is fucking incredible. My lord. Like, they hold on in San Antonio the game before the other day. They sneak this one out after it looked like they blew it. Because the Zinger gets an amazing sort of, you know, tip-in dunk, and they essentially stop Boston from scoring in the last two minutes of that game. And, of course, Luke is out there hitting stupid threes from the fucking parking lot with three dudes draped on him. Incredible. But they're now 6-3. and three. The Zinger looked okay in this one. 21-7 and seven against Boston, and that's exactly... Exactly what they always need. And you can fucking yell about it till you go blue in the face like a Mavs fan with their face painted blue. Like if KP, the supercharged Zinger Burger, supercharged Zinger Burger. is going to give you 21 and 7, you can survive rough nights from Hardaway the Lesser and Jalen Brunson, you know, being a little bit cold from three. Like Brunson was amazing in that game. Like he's basically their closer, he's basically out there playing as their second best player. But the Zinger just giving you a little bit around the edges and Hardaway the Lesser hitting a big shot here or there. Like, it makes a big difference if the Zinger's also firing. And God damn it, when the Mavs are good like that, it's so much fun. But you just can't trust them. But hey, big weekend winners. OKC! Jimmy, they need to lose as many games as possible. Look, it's very early on. Get it, Let them get a couple of wins under their belt. They were down double... Look, the actual... The weekend winners are OKC when they're down double digits, Right? First, the Lakers, the Lakers win the other day. And then, San Antonio. They were down 16 to San Antonio. Did the same thing. The Moose. Moose Mascala. The old get me the fuck out of here performance. Goes ham. Looking for a trade to a contender. Actually, to be fair, Moose Mascala, if you read the comments from his fucking lunatic dad, 
<laughs> He's probably okay in OKC. Anyway, the Wizards. Ah, Jimmy, didn't you just bury them all last week? Yes. Uh, but my point is, they came up with two big wins over the weekend. They absolutely handled the Grizz and the Bucks. Two massive wins, right? Don't get me wrong. This is incredible. Those are really good wins. And that's kind of what I hit on last week, I think. like Everyone's like, oh, they might even be like good contenders. Look, their depth means that this will be what they're like all year, right? They'll run into some weird nights. They'll look bad. They'll have other nights when it all just falls into place and they run rampant. Like, Beal had 30 against the Bucks, and they, that's how they win the Milwaukee game one way. The way they beat the Grizz, they had seven dudes in double figures, and they shot the shit out of it. Like, it's really cool, and that's what happens with the Wiz, with that depth, with Montrez, with Kuzma. Kuzma came back from his arm contusion. Good on him. Uh, you've got Beal. You've got Spitzel, Dinwiddie. With that sort of depth, with Denny Avdijar and Corey Kispert coming off the bench and stuff like that, the Wiz are just like sneaky, dangerous night in, night out, where if you catch them on the right night, you can beat them. But if you catch them on the wrong night, they're going to kick the shit out of you. And that's what happened to the Bucks. That's what happened to the Grizz. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty fun. And I'll tell you what, though. They're weekend winners as well because their City Edition uniforms are kissing fingers emoji. Holy shit. Even better on the court than the players. Oh, I love them. It does look like Wes Unseld's about to come out of, like, you know, just the stands and start wailing on dudes in them. Anyway, Lonzo Ball's a weekend winner. Jimmy, but don't you shit on Lonzo, like, all the time? Hey, no, I don't. Not all the time. I mean, come on. People. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. A uh, bit hard to say get your merch, get your merch from a hospital bed. Uh, if you're Lonzo. Because he's a winner because he's actually not in a hospital bed and he's still breathing without, like, a tube. That's massive. Because what do you think would have happened if he had have been just a scary closer to Joel Embiid's fucking swinging arm? Oh, my God. I was watching that game, and when it happened, like, fuck, did he hit him? Is Lonzo going to be okay? Is he dead? And it's like, ah. Oh. It's okay, but Jesus. And Embiid was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's like laughing about it with Damar, like, oh, my God, I nearly killed a guy. And Lonzo's just like, what just happened? He's like, just watched his entire weird life flash before his eyes. <laughs> with the swinging arm of a seven-foot-two Cameroonian nearly whopping his fucking block off. Anyway, so he's a weekend winner. The fact that Lonzo Ball, still breathing. Clippers! If you bet on the Clippers, you're a fucking masochist. They turned two massive deficits into massive wins, first against the Wolves and then the Hornets. What a weekend. Down 20, win by 20 against the Wolves, and then a 22-zip run at the end of the fourth quarter to go from, what, down 7, down 8, to winning by a fuckton against the absolute shithouse Hornets. That was amazing. Paul George is shredding. Reggie Jackson, the Duckman, Luke Kennard, they were all doing... Zoob's putting Miles Bridges on a poster? Unbelievable. The Clippers, just out of nowhere, pulling wins out of their ass and wins that they actually really need because this Western Conference is fucking terrifying. And with those wins, they've now won four on the trot, the Clippers, and they're five and four. They very easily could have lost those two and be just staring at, like, what, three and six? Jesus. That's uh, OKC territory. <laughs> So crazy times. Good job, Clippers. The Magic! I mean, they got killed by uh, 
somebody. Who did I say at the start they got killed by? It was, I don't know, somebody killed the shit out of Orlando, didn't they? They did. Ah, oh, it was San Antonio. And they turn around and they beat the Jazz. Jimmy, that's a bit weird. Why have you got to be in weekend winners? I'll tell you why. Because Ice Cole, Cole Anthony, is cool as fuck. <laughs> He's like the opposite of his dad. His dad is the worst commentator in the NBA. In an NBA commentary that like contains the likes of Reggie Miller, uh, Bill Walton, <laughs> Hubie Brown, Stan, well, Stan Van Gundy back on TV. Love that. Jeff Van Gundy. Greg Anthony's the worst of the fucking lot. I'll tell you what. Because Cole Anthony is just lit. He He's a presence. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Both on and off the court. Give me more Cole Anthony. The Rockets! But Jimmy, they got beaten on a block shot. Yep, that's good tanking. Mm. See, while OKC are coming back from double-digit deficits all the time and winning games, the Rockets are galaxy-braining this season and just... Losing everything. Like, the way they lost that Denver game was incredible. Like, they didn't score for three minutes. They were up five, and then they didn't score for the last three minutes. It was incredible. That's some good tanking. So good job, Rockets. And, of course, the last one. Warriors! Come out and play. That's right, the Warriors are weekend winners. Because they're 8-1. They're the best team in the NBA right now. They're crushing it. Just casually out here like it's 2017 again. Smash. Well, actually, it's more like 2015, 2016 where they're still hungry. Because they got a bunch of bench dudes. Clay's not even back yet. And they're absolutely fucking letting loose. It is awesome. The weirdest part is Steph isn't even playing that great. And the Warriors are 8 and 1 and absolutely crushing. We'll talk about them again later. Now, let's do some weekend. Aw, geez, this is a bit picky on them. Losers. <laughs> We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut Shut up. Losers. Losers. Losers, Utah. Ah, the yes. You're killing me. How is this the exact opposite of Boston's Floridia trip? Where you do the back-to-back hate magic and Utah drop both games. Whereas Boston, right their ship by winning. Unbelievable. The shooting just fell off a cliff. They looked a little bit out of whack. The weirdest part about the Jazz in the Miami game is that you could kind of see the Orlando game coming, right? Like they were very scratchy. There was a weird lack of cohesion. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson just like talk about hit or fucking miss. Jingles' shot in these two games just disappeared. He'd been absolutely fucking torching it. So look, you knew... It was going to drop off at some point, maybe. Uh, but it did, and that was a bit of a sad one. But, wow. Uh, I'm just saying they should maybe bring back Dante. Uh, just saying, Utah. But that was a tough weekend for them. Look, you're always going to have those sort of speed humps in your season. You go to Florida. I mentioned it on the Boston, uh, talking about Boston. Like That Florida trip is fucking hard as, and it got Utah. The Bucks. So this is weird, right? Two of the best teams in the NBA both had rough as guts weekends. The Bucks at least got Drew Holiday back, but they also got shellacked by the Knicks and then lost to the goddamn Wizards. And Grayson Allen? Grayson goddamn Allen is somehow like their third best player at the moment, now that Drew's back. He was their second best player. 
that's not a great place to be. <laughs> I'll just say it. It's also, I don't know, this is what happens when you get Shemi Ojale on your team, I feel like. The curse of Shemi. He at least hit a three today, but jeez. Shemi giveth, Shemi always taketh. Charlotte, they might be the biggest weekend losers because talk about absolute rabbles and talk about like fan bases that have just so quickly turned on their team. They have lost four on the trot now, Charlotte. But they got absolutely fucking belted, as I mentioned, by the Kings by 30. 30 by the Kings in Sacramento. And then absolutely just made a mess on the floor, all over the floor, and gave up a 22 to zip run to shit the bed against the Clippers and lose that by 14. Absolutely incredible scenes. I've said it before, I'll say it again. They are the worst losers in the NBA. Like, they lose worse and get beat worse than anybody else. It all falls apart so quickly and so brutally for Charlotte. Their defense just disappears. It's incredible. It's like if their shots don't fall, we talked about it last week, if their shots stop falling, it just goes from bad to worse 100% of the time because they just don't have any plan B beyond, ah, we'll just shoot more threes. That'll fix it. It's like, no, that's not how it fixes it. Just get to the fucking bucket. And they just never do... They have, like, more six-minute scoring droughts than any other team in the NBA, apart from maybe the Wolves. They give up more 20-plus point runs out of absolutely nowhere to everybody else than anybody else in the NBA, apart from maybe the Wolves. But they, when they lose, they just get fucking killed. Like, apart from, like, the Clippers game where they lose by three. Oh, sorry, the Clippers game. The Cavs game where they lost by three. It's like, it makes zero sense. They gave up 140 of the Cavs. They gave up... What, they lose by 15 to the Heat. They gave up 113 to the Cavs. This is a bad, bad basketball team, the Charlotte Hornets. Their D is horrible. They're 5 and 6. They just keep, like, they got killed by the Warriors. Like, that game wasn't even remotely fucking close. Charlotte stink. And it's just a weird mix, right? Because we saw it at the start of the year, it was there. They were feeling good, they looked good. Uh, the hype for Lamelo was right there, and then comes a little bit of the inefficiency, sneaking back into Lonzo's game. He goes eight of nineteen against the Clippers. Rose goes eight of twenty-two, and then you remember, ah, oh, they've got Kelly Oubre. Oh, what does the team with Kelly Oubre do? They stink because Kelly Oubre, not a winning basketball player. I tell you that much. You watch him for more than five minutes of game time, you're like, ah. Oh, is he the mole? <laughs> like, what is he doing? <laughs> it's so fucking nuts. And then you remember, like, some of their wins, like their big win over the Nets at the start of the season. They beat the Trailblazers, but... Ugh, there is, like, nothing. This road trip that they're on, this West Coast road trip, they lose to the Warriors, the Kings, the Clippers, and the La- and they've got the Lakers tomorrow. Like, it is going to get dire very quickly. Charlotte. They stink. Hey, who else smells? The fucking T-Wolves! Oh, what a shit team they are at the moment. They're 3-5. and five. They've lost four on the trot as well. They've lost to the Nuggets, the Magic, the Clippers, and the Clippers again. They're up 20. They're up 20! And then they lost by 20! That's a 40-point turnaround! What are you doing, T-Wolves? Paul George even shot like shit and you lost it. Look. They're just the wolf. Despite looking a little bit different this year, you still just got to remember. They're still 
the goddamn Timberwolves. They're still shit. No matter who's wearing that uniform, they're going to suck, aren't they? Carl Anthony Towns out there trying at least a little bit and then just not trying at all. And you're like, oh, that's right, Carl Anthony Towns. That's a rough scene. Like, he goes 6 of 16 against the Clippers the other day in the first game. For his 18 and 11, Ant-Man goes off. And then in the absolute fucking belting they copped, I mean, it was disaster stations vibes, right? Like, they end up scoring, well, as I mentioned, they're up 20. And they lose by 20. They end up with 84 total points. And you're like, oh, okay, sure. So, what happened? How does Carl Anthony Towns only shoot 11 times in a game? You know, it's those kind of vibes every time. Anthony Edwards shot twice as many shots as Carl Anthony Towns in that game. He went 3-12 from 3. Ends up with 17 points and 22 shots. Cat has 20 points on 11 shots. Ah, it's just a failure of the coach. It's a failure of the franchise. It's the failure of the entire fucking thing. The Raptors are weekend losers. Ah, it's a tough one. Look, they'd gone on a good run. They'd survived a couple of games without Scotty, but then uh, two brutal ones on the weekend for them. And now by the Cleveland and then Harden going off in the fourth quarter today. Uh, Raps, look, weekend losers, but they'll be right. Scotty Barnes is a weapon. They're going to be okay. The Bulls are weekend losers. They just can't take a trick, especially when they play the Sixers. Two games in a week. Lose both. Brutal. Shitty. 100% they were both a how good are we kind of test. And they got their test back and they failed both times with a grade like D minus. No good. Please see me after class vibes. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the Sixers, but they just run fucking circles around the Bulls. It's Embiid dominating Vooch. He fucking hates Vooch. And... The Bulls just couldn't make the rest of them pay because the Sixers' defense is wildly good. I don't know. It's crazy. Speaking of which, Ben Simmons. Ah, As long as the Sixers keep kicking ass without him, Simo's sitting at home going, ah, fuck. (laughs) Everyone's realizing maybe I'm not that good or important. Shit. (laughs) Ironically, the next one is also the losers of the weekend, the Sixers. But, Jimmy, they beat the Bulls, bro. Yes. Because ironically, the better they are, the worse the trade value of Ben Simmons becomes. Right? Like, the packages go from, wow, the Sixers are really struggling with it. Without Ben Simmons, he must be fucking good. To suddenly they are now, hmm, the Sixers are really good without Ben Simmons. Maybe he's not that good. Maybe we won't offer CJ McCollum. (laughs) So the Sixers, big weekend losers because... That trade value just keeps plummeting. Atlanta! Three straight L's. Trey's bored of the regular season. Uh, I love that. Trey Young's like, yeah, man, it's pretty fucking hard to get up for all these regular season games. Well, guess what, Trey? You're four and six. You're currently the 12th spot in the East, mate. You better wake the fuck up sooner or you're going to miss the playoffs. Oh, I'm pretty bored in these play- in these non-playoff games. It's hard to get up for them. Well, you better fucking figure it out. Uh, but I kind of touched on this last week. It's one of those things where, like, one of their what, perceived strengths, their depth, looks like it might actually be a bit of a weakness now because now that everyone's kind of healthy, uh, no one seems to be playing very well in their roles, in their minutes, because none of them are in a rhythm. Like, Trey, Bogdan, Huerta, Cam Reddish, Lou Will, even DeAndre Hanna is struggling at time to time. Danilo Gallinari, you name it. Like, 
they're all discombobulated. So it feels like a Lou Williams or a, I don't know, Gallo trade just to go, fuck it. We'll play the kids as much as we can. Thanks for coming, Lou, Will, and Gallo. We love you, but sometimes necessary sacrifices, etc. So I don't know. It's weird. And if you watch Atlanta, there's just, they'll have these moments where it clicks and then it just falls apart. It clicks again and falls apart. It feels like they'll eventually put it together, but they just have too many dudes. It's weird. The Celtics! They lose Jalen Brown for probably a couple of weeks. That sucks. Uh, But that Dallas game was completely brutal as well because, talk about weekend losers, they were right there. They fought all the way back. They get up right at the end, then don't score for the last two minutes, and Marcus Smart. How long did it take us to talk about Marcus Smart, Jimmy? Yeah, way too long. That was pretty funny, wasn't it? Ime Udoka, the coach of the Celtics, is out there going, oh, no, what we'll do, instead of uh, basically trying to uh, get the ball back and we can win the game, what we'll do is we'll foul Luca, and uh, that'll be our foul to give. That'll reset, basically get rid of the shot clock, because before this point, the shot clock was running down, and we would have gotten the ball back with a couple of seconds left to maybe have a crack. What we'll do is we'll just not do that. We'll let Luca take the last shot, Oh, fuck, we lost. <laughs> One of the weirdest, bizarrest, boneheadedy kind of decisions you'll see on a basketball court in a long time. Uh, and also, hilariously enough, they're weekend losers because it really did kill all the good vibes they had after that Florida trip where it felt like the Celtics had sort of really figured out just a little bit of extra sort of stuff about themselves, that really good win against the Heat where they kicked the shit out of them. And then, like, they did fight all the way back in this Mavs game. But, nope. It all just didn't get there in the end. And I'll tell you what, they were feeling pretty good because without our man Jalen Brown out there, Tatum completely rediscovered his shot. He went 12-19 and had 32. He was amazing. Even Schroeder felt good. So, again, this might be uh, one of those weird ones where the Brown-Tatum combo, if you uh, separate them, whatever. And then, finally, the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. They're 5-5. Five and five. The OKC shitting in the bed was hilarious. But then they were just downright sad against Portland. Portland just really fucking put him to the sword, and I loved every second of it. Because their fans, the Lakers fans, were flipping out. It's the best when Lakers fans are flipping out. And I told you about this last week, right? The best thing that could happen to the NBA this year would be for the Lakers to struggle and have everyone lose their minds about them every two weeks. And that's exactly what's happening. (laughs) That's the best. I love it. All right, let's quickly do an NBA Australia. That's uh, that's not a knife. The NBA Australia pre performance of the night. <laughs> that's not a knife. That's a knife. Right, four obvious ones. Joker, that block was mega in that Rockets uh, Nuggets game, which isn't like a uh, absolute belter of a game by any standard. But the way that it was saved by Joker right at the end was absolutely incredible. He had an awesome game. He had 28 and uh, 14. They lose Michael Porter Jr. as well in this game. But the Rockets go back down the court. Eric Gordon goes in the lane, passes the ball to Jay Sean Tate. He drives, goes up for the bucket. Jokic just doesn't barely even leave his feet, blocks it. And then everyone swamps him because he won the game. It was awesome. What a moment. Joker crushed it. And beat against the Bulls. He had 20 and 10 against in the first half. Shot 11 of 19 in the end. 4 of 5 from downtown. Two blocks. Ends up with 30 and 15 and a uh, all-time quote, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Luke Doncic, the game-winning three from the car park. Amazing game. 33, 9, and 5. 
plus 10 in a game that they won by three. Shoots 12 of 21, 5 of 10 from downtown. Awesome game. And Ricky Tiki Tata. Rupio. Looking like Serpico. Had 37 points, 10 assists, shot 13 of 19, and 8 of 9 from three. Becoming the first player in NBA history to have 35 plus points, 10 plus assists, and make eight threes in a game while coming off the bench. That is legendary shit, and they are the NBA Australia pre performances of the night. Who was Spud of the Weekend, however? Spud, 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 Rusty. That is a rough one, wasn't it? I will tell you what. Uh, so they lose Anthony Davis as well as having no LeBron against Portland. So Anthony Davis bounces early because of his uh, his uh, wobbly belly. He's uh, got stuff a bit, you know, going on. He has to go over a bit of a chunder. Rusty steps up and felt dangerous. Oh no, that's right. He had eight points on one of thirteen shooting. The one shot he hit was from three. He went one of three from downtown. He had six assists and six turnovers. In 29 minutes, it's the most missed shots by a Laker with only one made field goal since Kobe did it in 2015. Pretty amazing stuff. Russell Westbrook just being legendary. Uh, also, Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Who's got No Mates today? Well, Rusty. <laughs> because coming off the back of that OKC game, where he throws away the ball, gets beaten on defense, and then completely breaks the play at the end of the game, goes, fuck it, I'm going to shoot it. As I believe I tweeted out, right? Like, uh, dribble, dribble. Oh, I'll just dribble it up and launch this three, just as we drew it up. And Frank Vogel's like, what? No, fuck. God damn it, Rusty. And Vogel actually said after the game, not good enough. We want to get a better shot than that. The spacing wasn't great. We were trying to get Mallow at the top of the floor, but the spacing wasn't great. And then Rusty comes out with a 1 of 13 performance and the Lakers shit the baby against the Blazers. Just, the Lakers fans are roasting him. It's over. They hate him. And it's hilarious. So, uh, sign me up for more of this. Marcus Smart was definitely old mate. No mates on the weekend after the foul. Uh, I did have Boston friends of mine messaging me going, Jimmy, what the fuck was that? Was that the coach? Was that Smart? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Imo Udoka is going to have to throw himself in front of this and point out to everybody that do his call because Celtics fans were just fucking flaying Marcus Smart for that decision to foul. And then Udoka came out and was like, nah, that's all on me. That was my call. That was my bad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Marcus Smart, though, just fucking copped it before that. But an actual nice, light-hearted old mate, no mates, has Ben Simmons getting thrown under the bus again by Joel Embiid. The chemistry we have is very different from the previous years. We're complete. We're on the same page. Oh, no, he didn't! <laughs> oh, Shade. Joel Embiid is your name. So the pantsing of the weekend, this was going to be Michael Porter Jr. So in the first quarter, he goes up for a uh, fast break, kind of dunk up, a dunk layup. And completely fucks it. He's out there by himself. It's 100% a shacking the fool moment. Misses it, and he came sort of back up the court gingerly. He played for a couple more minutes, and then he left and didn't come back. So it was kind of like, ah, oh, 
that's not that good. So we've got some collective pantings here. Charlotte getting completely pantsed by the Clippers, and so did the Wolves. Basically, the Clippers just turned into the school bully and like started going, oh, what are you going to do, Dak me? And like, you know, letting you get your fingers just, oh, and then he goes, ah, turns around and Dak's you instead in front of all the girls. And the Lakers just got completely pantserated by the Blazers in hilarious fashion. But that was more of a self-pantsing because a lot of it was to do with Rusty. That's literally like going, oh, geez, the bully's right in front of me. And then dacking themselves like idiots. Great job, Lakers. Great job. Who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Well, Lonzo nearly died. So should we just light a candle and move on? <laughs> Jordan Poole had 25. He was awesome. Mobley was incredible uh, against the Knicks. 26-9 and nine with five assists to steal in a block. And he shot the shit out of it too. 11-15. He was incredible. But Ice Cole Anthony, I fuck it. I mentioned this earlier. I love him. 33 points today against the Yaz. Shot 13 of 20 and 5 of 10 from deep. He's amazing. And I'll tell you what, they all did uh, better than Lonzo because in that Lonzo uh, game for where, you know, the game where he nearly died against him, you know, having his just head completely lopped off by Joel Embiid, Lonzo, in terms of these games, you're like, oh, Okay, so this is the Lonzo that really frustrated the Pelicans. Eight points, five assists, five rebounds, two turnovers, shoots three and nine in 38 minutes. But at the same time, you can't blame the guy. He nearly fucking died. So, yeah, tough one. Good on you, Lonzo. Still happy that you're around. And finally, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the week. And uh, the Neil O'Shea stuff sucks. And the Blazers, look. I don't know, man. It's kind of weird, right? Like, all these sporting clubs uh, and franchises just sort of being run shitly, it doesn't come as any surprise. But at the same time, when there's that much money and that much riding on stuff, you know what's not hard to do as a boss? Just fucking invest some money in workplace culture. That shit is not fucking hard. To make people feel valued and not fucking bullied isn't that hard. And for a place like Portland, where it's like, you know, been a family business for so fucking long, they're the only pro sports team in town apart from the goddamn Timbers. Like, how could it be that shit? What are you doing? Neil O'Shea, blow it out your ass. You're the dickhead of the weekend. I mean, it also might have just been Robert Sava leaking all the Neil O'Shea shit to Yahoo. It was either Dame or Robert Sava, 100%. Because Robert Sava came out of the weekend fucking smelling like roses because the old Shea shit hit. And everyone just basically went, oh, yeah, that Sarvis type was pretty fucked up too, eh? Anyway. All right, let's do some BNRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You listen to NBA Australia. And you're listening 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 to NBA Australia. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, now it's brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Night Throwing. If you're in Melbourne, it's party time. 
getting into the funny season. Lockdown's over. I've got Freedom Day tomorrow. I can't wait. Either way, don't go anywhere without a slab or a couple of bottles of wine under your arms. If you do, well, if you don't, that's shit bloke territory, to tell you that much. Either way, if you go to thedailyliquor.com, the bottle will come to you. Check out all their beers, wines, and cocktails on the site, and they'll deliver it to your door, Rona-free, and you get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy if you're banging the code straight. So this is for the Melbourne metro area, same-day delivery before noon. Go get around the dailyliquor.com right now, smash that code straight and get a free six-pack of the delicious Dos, ah, Dos Blocos XPA. That's right. The old Dos X. You drink it till the cows come home. On your mate, Jimmy. Easy. Right. Yeah, Nas. Take a bunch of NBA storylines. Decided with them all year. More Nah. Number one, Nathan Hill. On the Luca uh, game winner. Three defenders. Step back fade away for the win. Yeah, nah. That's a bad man. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Luca is immense. And I think it's a testament to his stature now. Where, I mean, you saw that falling over the fucking three-point line winner against the Grizzlies last season and a bunch of stuff like that where you're like, well, you almost expect it to go in now. And as soon as he launched that fucking moon ball against Boston, you're like, oh, that's going in. And it did. That was immense. And that's just how it goes. So uh, he is a bad man. And I'm here for it. And I think that's like one of those levels. It's like Dame Lillard has hit that level. Steph Curry's hit that level. LeBron's been at that level for fucking like over a decade. And... Like, it is a very rarefied sort of moment where you're like, oh, yeah, just gonna, that's gonna go in. Don't worry about it. Boom. Good on you, Luca. Peak Marcus Smart for fouling in the backcourt, complains all week about Tatum and Brown not being clutched, then goes out and does that. Guy has the basketball IQ of a peanut. Yeah, nah. Oof. This is then just gonna turn to the Emu Yodoka. Was he a good bloke for copping the blame? Yeah, nah, yeah. You gotta do that if you're the coach. So, more power to Emu Yodoka. What the fuck was behind that decision? <laughs> like, at no point in your basketball brain should you be thinking, no, what we should do is foul. Because we've got one to give. We shouldn't just not have that. It's like, no, but if you foul, the clock, the shot clock's gone. There's only 11 seconds left. What are you idiots doing? It was so dumb. But yeah, the peak marker smart vibes of that game, right? Of like, Tatum and Brando pass the ball and then just basically costing them a game. Classic. Ah, uh, speaking of which, Dan Drosher. Yeah, nah, are the Lakers cooked? Should this team be euthanized in a seven-game series? Rusty's going to cost him at least two games himself, maybe three. Yeah, nah, are they cooked? Nah, because they've still got AD. They've still got LeBron at some point. The Rusty thing, I still tend to think that it'll work itself out. He'll get comfortable at some point. We saw it happen in Washington halfway through this season. You saw it happen in Houston halfway through this season. And of course, you know me, I'm a Russell Westbrook optimist. I think he's hilarious. I love the chaotic nature of his game. Because I'm not a Lakers fan, I'm fucking delighting in this. Like, this is awesome. Watch Rusty Rusty just like submarine a couple of Lakers games. I'm all up for that. The thing is, when he's awesome, it's also fucking great. And Lakers fans are going to lose their minds about it. The tricky part is... The Lakers kind of back themselves into this team, right? Like THT, they instead of like going for a bit of depth with uh, Heald and whoever else they were going to get from Sacramento and maybe keeping a couple of their dudes like KCP, etc. They go all in on Rusty. It's LeBron's decision. And it's kind of backfiring. Everybody kind of saw it. It's like, nah, it'll be fine. And I, myself included. It's like, look, 
This is exactly why you get rusty. LeBron goes out for like a week or two. You roll the ball over to Rusty and go, have at it, sir. And he goes, not a problem, fella. Bang. Ah, Are we sure he can still do that, though? That's the big question. The way Rusty plays, he's now just like, oh, I'm a good shooter. And it's like, Rusty, you've never been a good shooter. What is going on? And his game has just slipped just enough that you're like, oh, boy. But that said, it's two weeks into the season. I think there's heaps of time for him to turn around. And look, if the Lakers fans see like four or five just really stellar rusty games, they'll forget all about this shit. the same time, the rest of this team is just, it's a hodgepodge, isn't it? Like, do you think Kendrick Nunn's going to save this team? Malik Monk's not going to save this team. THT's probably not going to save this team. It's weird. It's a weird situation. I think we'll talk about the Lakers uh, in depth a little bit more after tomorrow's game. Seven and, oh, eight and one. Are the Warriors legit? Are they for real? Are they the real deal? Are they Ali McBeal? Yeah, nah, yeah. Because they've got the best record in the fucking NBA. They're first in net rating. They're first in points. They're first in defense. They're first in threes. They're first in assists. They're third in rebounds. They're third in steals. They're third in field goal percentage. They're second in three-point percentage. They're second in field goal percentage allowed. They're third in three-point percentage allowed. That's amazing. That's amazing. And Clay and Wiseman are still coming back. There's a lot going on, but yeah, the Warriors are good. And I think a lot of it is to do with the simple fact that the depth is there this year where it just wasn't in years past. Maybe Eric Pashkar was always the problem. <laughs> but the point is, for like a game against like the shitty Rockets today where they can sort of just roll the ball over and go, Jordan Poole, all yours, mate. And he's like, yeah, no problems, mate. Off I go. And Otto Porter Jr. just goes off for five threes, that kind of vibe. With Porter, Belly Belitza, JTA, Damian Lee, Gary Payton the second, the mitten. He's absolutely crushing it. They have four steals today, another thunderous dunk, 10 points. They're just good. I mean, it'll flip a little bit because they don't have that much size, and when they run into teams that can really punish them that way, it might get a bit wonkier, but at the moment, they are legit. And finally, do Charlotte actually suck, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, look. I might now revisit this one and the Lakers one tomorrow. Because, look, bad coaching, the cold shooting stretches are literally like no one else in the NBA. The combo of that and their D giving up the biggest runs in the NBA, it's a yikes from me, dog. Gordy, Lamello, Miles Bridges, PJ Hamilton, Washington. It's there. The ingredients are there for it to be rolling, but it just keeps sucking, and I don't know why. Anyway, but we'll see how they go tomorrow, which is going to be fun. Unpopular opinion of the day. Oh, what have I got here? Oh, that's right. This one was from old mate because she doubled down, didn't know how I felt about the heat jerseys. And we're watching the, uh, what was it, Utah, Utah, Miami. She's like, what the fuck are these? Those are atrocious. I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> I knew we were married for a reason. That's great. So unpopular opinion of the day. Old mate also hates the crapness of the uh, new Heat City Edition jerseys. It's like I understand like the concept behind it. The ransom note funny thing is kind of funny. We're paying homage to all of our different bits with all the lettering. It's like the thing is the lettering for all of your, like the fonts that you've used for your lettering on your logo throughout the years most of them have also been shit. So when you put them all together, guess what? It's all shit. Jesus. 
And finally, Outback Takehouse. It's Monday, and I just went down the back paddock and uh, the roo was beating the shit out of my dog, so boom. Took to it, the 4v2, and bang, off you go. Bush steaks. Only at Outback. That's right, roo burgers. That goes great as a flame-grilled take, and today's flame-grilled take is... LeBron is very clearly faking his abdominal injury to show the Lakers just how bad Rusty is. So they'll trade his ass ASA and motherfucking pee. Only at Outback. Like, how quickly do you think LeBron's just, like, gone, I've made a horrible mistake? Like, the second practice? The third? <laughs> There's shots of him at the, like, at the game going, oh, fuck. What is he doing? Hilarious. All right. Uh, we'll be back with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch. Paddy Thrills, Paddy Bills, two of eight and one of four for his five points, four assists, and that big win over Detroit. Then 13 points on 3 of 7 shooting and 3 of 6 from downtown. 4 of 4 from the free throw line. 1 rebound and a big win over Toronto. Crushing it is Paddy uh, for Brooklyn. And every time he plays a half-decent game, they win. Uh, the good thing is they don't have to rely on him, so it's awesome. Jingles, however, in those two losses in Florida, 3 points, 5 assists, 1 rebound. Goes 1 of 4, all of which were from 3 against Miami. Not a good one. And Orlando, 5 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. Goes 2 of 9. And one of seven from three. Rough one. Right, now the bigger news, Aussie Matty T. Prayers up for Matisse Tybal out in the COVID protocols. Hopefully he's okay. Prayers up for Aussie Matty T. Matthief Tybal. We love him. We adore him. He is our Matty T. Hopefully you recover soon, buddy. Hopefully you're not positive. Hopefully you're not struggling. Hopefully he's okay. Matty T, you're a gun. We want you back ASAP. But, I mean, that was the thing about, like, the win over the Bulls for Philly. Like, they're out. No Ben Simmons. No Matty T. No Tobias Harris. They still stomped them. It's crazy. Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? Uh, versus the Celtics. Copter did not play coach's decision. That's why the Dallas Mavericks only won by three. They had to played him. Would have been a lot more. Josh Giddy, Giddy up in that win over the Spurs. Seven points, seven rebounds, four assists. I believe we had Mike Cannon-Brooks ask us on the uh, weekend. What are the odds that he uh, gets a triple double this season? Is like buck fifty to one, easy. The over under is like forty by the foot halfway through the season. He's going to have one easy. Two or twelve from three. The last three games, he goes one or six in this one. But that's fine. Look, I'm not stressed about Giddy's threes or his shooting. He went three or ten in this one. He'll be fine. Like <laughs> he's barely he's fucking nineteen, and uh, it's like two weeks into his NBA career. He's good. Uh, Rock'em sock'em jock'em Landale. I'll tell you what, it boggles my mind that Pop is like, oh, geez, I've got a big Aussie big man on my uh, team who can shoot, and I just don't want to use him ever. Jock Cop 2 did not play coach's decisions against Orlando and OKC in the weekend. Greg Popovich, the only one who can slow down Aussies in the NBA. Right, Andrew Gay's great number award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Outstanding 
clap it up. Because this one's going to go to Luca. He was absolutely fucking mind-boggling in that Boston game, right? Like, KP showed up at a couple of good times. Luca's incredible in the first little go. Ends up with 33-9 and nine with 5 assists. But the crazy part was he shot 12 of 21 and 5 of 10 from 3, including that buzzer beater. Like, I think we actually did the... Yeah, we posted that, right? It was like the uh, Slovenian Andrew Gaze territories. That's how it goes. His last three games, he's just gone 33-3-5, and 23-12-7, and 33-9-5. While looking like he's been eating in Dallas. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I've been to Dallas twice, and yeah, not a giant amount of salad stores. And uh, Dallas is, you know, it's a great town. And Luca's enjoying it to its fullest. I love him. He's amazing. 33-9-5. What a great game that was against Boston. Keep crushing it, Luca. You're, uh, you are the Andrew Gaze Grand Mumber Award winner for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence for today. Loved it. The Patty Mills Game Day Ball, a game day Twitter check-in. This is a good one because it's Patty and Joe going back and forth, which is uh, with Nate Jawai. That's right. Three NBA Aussies. So Jingles uh, retweeted out. Uh, Liam Santamaria, good old uh, old mate Liam from the NBL. From Nate Jawai, I can't wait to show the boys where I came from and teach them about my culture. It's a big part of who I am. And they will really learn about the heritage of this country. I'm so proud to be an Indigenous man, and this experience will be incredibly special to me. It's part of the uh, Taipans doing a preseason trip uh, with Nate Jawai up to uh, Bamaga, which is pretty gnarly. Jingles retweets that saying, This is so awesome, Nate Jawai. I'll take the next trip with you. Nate Jawai responds, I'll keep your word on that baller. And Patty Mills chimes in saying, he's been saying that since we were small boys rolling on emoji. So Patty, having a go at Jingles with Nate Jawai. Love to see it. Hilarious stuff. Because you know they're our best mates and I love that. So good on you, Patty. Right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How was the weekend? Ah. Oh. Pretty drunken on Friday. I tell you what, if you listen to Friday's show, I'm just like fucking thirsty for beers. And uh, we got amongst it. It was great fun. Shit-faced by the time I got home. Uh, good times, great memories. Tomorrow's actual freedom day, though, because the squid will actually be back at daycare. So let's have a look at some of these games. So on the weekend, we went 13-23, to 23, so pretty bloody good of the picks. Uh, went 50% across Sunday and Monday. And I think we were like... I don't know, like a pretty good, was it like six of eight on Saturday's picks, which is pretty gnarly. So 80 of 138 for the season. So I hope you're paying attention. Just saying, right, Freedom Day tomorrow. I might just start drinking at 11 a.m. What do you reckon? Squid will be back in daycare. We can go places with him again. ISO, quarantine. I've already had like, I've had like, what, two or three fucking COVID tests in the last couple of weeks, and it just sucks. And he's had to go through it as well. Tell you what, that sucks way more for a fucking two-and-a-half-year-old. He's sitting there going, Dad, why the fuck is this lady shoving shit in my nose and <laughs> in my mouth? And I'm like, to be honest, kid, uh, it's a long story. <laughs> and he took, he's been absolutely fucking legendary about it, taking it like a trooper. My brave little boy, I'm loving that. So, look, can't wait for him to get out of the house, though. That's been the biggest thing. It's been two weeks. He hasn't said fucking boo about it, which is amazing. Uh, meanwhile, his mum and dad are just like, Corey, get the fuck out of here. 
Yeah. All right, eight games tomorrow, though. New York, I told you this was a good slate, too. New York at Philly. What a ripper. I'm taking Embiid in the uh, Sixers, minus four and a half over the Knicks. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks win this, though, because there's a lot of depth on that Knicks team, and it's the sort of stuff that will get Philly chasing them around. It's a lot of guards. It's going to be a bit weird, especially with Philly down Matty T. Actually, I might change that. I'm going the Knicks. <laughs> Shit, I just took myself out of it. Uh, I'm going to go the Knicks, plus four and a half. It's too many points. The Knicks always play Philly tough. Uh, there is the great stat about Ben Simmons having never lost to the Knicks. Still true. Um, but I think they've played them so tight so many of those times. I'm going to take the Knicks plus four and a half. Brooklyn, they go to Chicago. One and a half point underdogs. I don't know how the Nets are underdogs in Chicago. I'm going the Nets. It might be because they're on a back-to-back. They might rest Harden. They might rest KD. But either way, give me Brooklyn plus one and a half. Bit of a spoiler there. Minnesota at Memphis. Uh, there was a line for this. I don't know what happened to it. Either way, I'm going Memphis. There <laughs> we go. Five and a half point favorites of the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going Memphis. Minus five and a half at home. Minnesota suck. Memphis are going to kill them. New Orleans plus eight and a half against Dallas. I'm going the underdogs because New Orleans are a rabble. Dallas, though, just in terms of absolutely obliterating teams, they will just weirdly let them hang around and they'll end up winning by eight. And the eight and a half is a half point more than that. So I'm going New Orleans plus eight and a half. Miami, two-and-a-half-point favorites in Denver. Again, a great matchup. Joker versus Bam. Hook that to my veins. I'm going Miami, though. I just think their guard play, especially Denver without MPJ. Two-and-a-half-point favorites in Miami. Take that in a heartbeat. Atlanta go to Golden State. Steph versus Trey. This should be awesome. Golden State on a back-to-back as well. Atlanta on a road trip, however. I'm going to go Golden State. I don't feel great about this one. It's just... Because it's so hard to get a read on Atlanta and a Golden State are like absolutely flying high. This is the classic Golden State trap game where they're eight and one. They're playing a team that's a bit scrappy, and then the scrappy team somehow come out of nowhere and beat them. But fuck it, eight and one. I'm going Golden State minus three and a half. Phoenix go to Sacramento, and this is a really tricky one because the Kangs are also a bit shit. Phoenix though have not been very convincing. I will take the home team. I think I'll take the home team. Let's go Sacramento plus two and a half. Can you believe that? I can't, but here we are. Phoenix are just a little bit wobbly. And Sacramento are just like a team that you can't trust as far as you can throw them, but this is a mugs one. It's a tough, tough game to pick. Sacramento plus two and a half. I think there's a big Harrison Barnes game. Darren Fox, Halliburton, Davion Mitchell. Just a couple of little bits there for Sacramento. Give it to me. Lakers! Oh, Charlotte! This is an absolute belter. That's why I want to save those Yenars to dig into tomorrow. Because we'll know a little bit more about both these teams after tomorrow's game, which is hilarious. So, minus three and a half for the Lakers. I think it's panic stations for the Lakers, and Charlotte somehow win this. Plus three and a half. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a Malik Monk revenge game where he goes off for 40 and the Lakers pull it off, and Charlotte just go into a tailspin. But for the moment, I can trust Charlotte a lot more than I can trust it. Oh, actually, if it's AD, if he comes back from his stomach bug. Yeah, actually, fuck that. Let's go to the Lakers minus three and a half. <laughs> Rusty at AD, copping all the criticism, a couple of shitty games. Malik Monk against his old team. Lakers all day. Right, oh, there you go. That's a big weekend show for you. Big weekend wrap. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a bit more actual work put in because I won't be looking after the squid all day like I have been for the last two weeks. So 
With that in mind, thank you very much for bearing with us. Of course, just as all this happens, the uh, time changes and the shows will be out a little bit later anyway because of all the uh, daylight savings in the US, but, you know, that's par for course. But uh, thanks to all the uh, messages and all that sort of shit for your support and, you know, dealing with fucking ISO and having a a two-and-a-half-year-old who's not allowed to leave the house, all that sort of stuff. It's been very, 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 very much appreciated. You guys all fucking rule. I love you. And we are going to do some uh, more power rankings this week of kids' TV shows. Because <laughs> I do have a top 10, and I'm going to break it down. Either way, check out NFL Australia as well with uh, myself and Gaz chopping it, about, chopping it up about the NFL. Crazy NFL week this week. Upsets galore. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia. His week on World Wrestling Australia is a pretty nuts one. He's uh, covering yet another batch of WWE releases. Aussie action from NXT. Uh, the ins- the inspiration on Impact Wrestling, CM Punk's promo work in AEW, all the regular bits. Just go search World Wrestling Star on YouTube or follow FWCIE on Twitter to check it out. Adam always does a great job. It's awesome. Uh, and I wasn't going to mention that he beat me in fantasy. He went 0 of 16 last year in the NBA Australia Fantasy League. He beat me last week. Blow it out your ass, Adam. <laughs> Either way, big thanks go to all of our amazing sponsors, Manscaped. Use the code STRAYA, get 20% off and free shipping there. TheDailyLicker.com, bang in the code STRAYA, get, what do you get, a free sixer? And Knowable. If you go and download the Knowable app and go get smart, be smart, bang in the code STRAYA, get 20% off, getting smarter. All right, check us a rating review on your podcast app, go buy some merch at the shop, uh, and big thanks go to all the bands. From Oslo for the intro and outro song, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hit throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. And remember, NBA Australia Sports Train Band, so should you. And we will close out today's show with a very brief, very fun Josh Giddy's positive reviews for positive people. And we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Freedom! there i didn't see you over there being over there and all uh this is uh hey yeah uh hi this is josh giddy uh just back from brushing my hair and beating my bunny team the lakers and hanging out and then beating my other bunny team the, the spurs making some sick passes so i'm just popping in for a quick josh giddy's positive reviews for positive people because i just like watching good stuff and uh, when Delhi told me to take over his review segment on NBA Australia, I just decided to be real positive and stuff. So, yeah, uh, I watched The Green Knight again. And i got to tell you, uh, not only was that what we used to call my best mate Nathan Knight back home in Yarraville, The Green Knight, because he loved Chuff, but uh, the movie is really good and really weird. So if you like really weird and really good movies... And I guess if you like chuff, but like this might make you think a bit and scratch your beautiful head of hair a bit, especially if you're me. That's what I did. But if you like that, then this movie is for you. Oh, Dally also, what do you say? Oh, I got to rate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey. Uh, I don't know. Twelve out of. Is it out of twelve or is it out of ten? 
Dally's saying it's out. Of, it's a, I think it's 11 out of 10. Okay, 12 out of 10. Whatever. Either way, can recommend. Great watch. Really, really weird, but awesome too. So go check out the Green Knight. Uh, yeah, especially for my buddy Nathan. Okay, that's it for Josh Giddy's positive reviews for positive people. I've been Josh Giddy. Stay positive, folks. <laughs>